0: This is Pastor Troy. We're getting ready to launch our next episode with you. And before we launch that episode, we've got something real new that we couldn't put in the episode, but we want you to see it now for the first time ever in season three. We have an affiliate advertising partner, and that is slnt.com. And before we launch our show, in just a minute or so, we want to introduce you to them. You'll be finding out more about them this season. But right now, before we launch this incredible show, check out this advertisement from our new partners at slnt.com. You want to be a part of this, and then stay tuned for the next On the Dock with Pastor Troy and the gang.
1: Here we go. There are more than 8 billion phones in the world. A fact that threatens your privacy, security, and health. With Silent Pocket Faraday protection, you can regain control over your mobile devices. We get it. Privacy and security are inconvenient topics. And you may feel like you have nothing to hide. But the fact is that in the modern world, your laptop is never really off. Your phone emits a signal, even in airplane mode. And everything from your passport to your credit cards contains RFID. And all of it contains valuable private information that is easily exploited in the wrong hands. Silent Pocket offers a range of products you already use. Wallets, bags, travel gear, laptop sleeves, key cases. But with the added protection of our patented Faraday technology, which turns your devices invisible and safe from the outside world. Many industries, from top business professionals government officials require the use of Faraday products for the day-to-day security of them and their staff. They understand that we are constantly at risk and take the necessary steps to prevent future attacks. We offer this elite technology to anyone that values their personal data, and we are proud to offer a premium range that fits seamlessly into your everyday life, providing security without looking like a tinfoil hat. As we learn to live with technology, Silent Pocket stands on the three pillars of privacy, security, and health. Our goal is to provide harmony with mobile technology without risking our most valuable information. We hope you'll trust us to help you do the same.
0: getting ready to have conversations to propel your faith out of the shallows and into the deep you can put my headphones back up a little bit more now I'm a little bit quiet now I don't know It comes out there that but that song pops in my headphones and then then I'm a little under there that's perfect I think there we got miss Donna over on the on the tech booth today we're, hey hey we're gonna have a big conversation today to get you out of the shallows into the deep um, and she gets her first strike I'm gonna get her first strike because she had the keyboard, the soundboard still buzzing, so so there, there you go. You're off to a good start, Colt. She's already got it. She's quick now, though. She gets up quick. And uh, we're on the dock here, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. Let me get these up here. I, I, I didn't get that graphic up. There you go. There's conversations. And then we're on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Roku, Rumble, and SermonNet. So join us on those. We really want to get you on YouTube, especially that we get bonuses for that spotify and itunes and uh go check out the others if you'd like but those are our main ones Uh, facebook instagram twitter telegram and getter go join us on those as well for social media conversation around the show today and if you would hit subscribe hit like share comment and hit notification on your platform that you're on tell others about it copy that thing and send it to other people get them watching it if you would i would like that if you would then we're focusing in season three especially on my patreon go download the app my patreon on your iphone or your your um, droid uh, phone and go find on the dock with pastor troy if you find that you'll find that we have four partner uh tiers which are allow you to be a sponsor of the show in a partnership capacity help us make the show go on and um Then also, if you would, go check out the sponsors. If you own a business or organization or anything like that, there's three tiers of support. Check those out as well. We'd love to have you come in, even at the basic level. Just get in there and be a a, a $5 a month supporter as a partner or get in there and get your business involved and see what we do for you. We'll try to help you out and go from there. Four four, four levels of sponsorship, uh, or four levels of partnership, three levels of sponsorship. Go check those out. At my Patreon, find On the Doc with Pastor Troy. If you can't find any of that, go to onthedoc.org. Go to our website. It will link you to all our platforms. And also, you can uh, email us at info at onthedoc.org and get all the details. We've got on the set, got, of course, myself. I'm not going sh- to show you my picture today. I'm just going to go right to, I'm going to go right to, gosh, got Mother Beth. She looks good. Mother Beth, you look good. Your hair looks good. <laughs> You've been getting ready. She I missed know. lunch today. Colt and I were going to go to lunch with her, and she... When we called for lunchtime, she said, well, I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to wear. My hair's drying. You know, she has to go to makeup and hair and all that stuff. And Cold and Coldline went to lunch. So, what? <laughs> I walked in. She said, what would you bring me? I gave her my leftovers.
2: I said, I thought you were bringing me lunch. I did. I,
0: the other half of what we would have shared. We would have normally shared well, that. You in.
2: gave it. You acted like you were going to put it in the fridge.
0: Well, I didn't expect you'd want to eat when you were all like, <laughs> you got it set. You know, <laughs> you're just, I was hungry. I know.
2: You told me you were bringing me lunch.
0: Mama Bear I wanted to eat. You, you know, that's what happens.
2: She's right. like a true man.
0: I know. Over there, Donna Kranoski is on the. Hey, my, my mic's cutting out some. Is it cutting out to you guys when
2: it does that? No. Something's cutting out on me a little
0: bit. Let me see if I've done something.
2: because you bad-mouthed me.
0: Yeah, yeah. You sound. Sabotage. No, nope. it's not me. God's, hey, on. God's, sabotage. God's on my side. It's my Donna's angels. over there. Donna's our executive producer, but today she is on the board. She's a technical executive producer today. She's running the show today. And uh, Lucas is still in his training program, but he's fixing to take the training wheels off these guys. They're going to be producing some of their own shows this week. So we're excited about that. And for the first time on this set, he moved from behind the scenes to on the stage. We have our tech ninja at the main table, Colt Krustoski. How you doing, buddy?
3: I'm good, thank hey, you. You're here Thanks live. Yeah.
0: Your mic sounds better than mine. Hey, turn my headphones back up. Maybe that's the. Maybe I just need more headphones. And uh, Colt, you got so you got your own graphic. Look at that. That's you, right. look, you look good. Yeah. And uh, we got. Hang on, let me see if we. Hey, Now go back to the uh, Go 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 back to the camera there show us his new lower third we want to see his new lower third Colt has his own lower third was installed look at that Colt you've
4: got a lower third
0: <laughs> I feel important yeah. son you are important
4: you have arrived you've arrived That's right, you've arrived
0: you. everybody's got a lower third I think do we have we have everybody has a good we'll, so we'll we'll find out Donna Donna will you worked that lower third good I mean i am almost take this one strike off you for leaving the buzz on because even Lucas has left the buzz on before Oh, I mean, come on. Not, not anymore. He's near perfect. So he's got you guys going good guys. We're in a building a stronger church series, the resistance training camp. We are at number seven graduation day for training camp. This is the end of training camp. We're going to get into the real thing here soon, but, uh, right now in this sub series training camp, and we're going to go deeper in the resistance throughout this whole season three, we're going to get into the actual rise of the church. We're going to get into deeper than that. We're going to get into what the mother church looks like, who, who, uh, we're going to get into some rules when you get going in the church, how to rules, what we call hard knocks. We're going to get into those a little later. But today is a graduation for training camp because we want to get the wheels, training wheels off. We want to get you out doing stuff. We're going to have a good time today. Cole, we got to tell you something. You weren't here the other day. All right. And we want to tell you about this because it was big. Sure. You caused a serious problem to our email systems. Uh-oh. Your J.G. Wentworth <laughs> comment. <laughs> you weren't here. We'll be on the next show because we talked about you the next day. It was beautiful. Go watch like two, or three episodes ago. He talked about that as an example. Great example. It was perfect. Okay, so did yours come in the middle of the night like mine did? I don't, it's like I overnight. Can't remember, overnight that night, she begins to get emails from JG Wentworth soliciting her to get her cash now, man. Okay, so my phone was in airplane mode. Right now it's in vibrate mode. But So the last episode when I was announcing it, I said, he talked about that. We spoke about it. Then the Chinese listened in. But
2: Lucas told you airplane mode does not work.
0: You're, you're right. Okay, so we got to get a deal. Donna, we got to call those Faraday bag people. Yeah. The people that, okay, they're all in War Room. They're always selling the Faraday bags and warrants. It's a little bag you buy. We need to find out because all that, I know a lot of those podcasts, you just have to do their promo code. That's how you get paid. You don't get, they don't pay you to do it. You got to sell stuff, right? Right. Some do, some, do. some do that, right? Yeah, we we need a, We need the fair day bag deal.
2: We can buy them, right? No,
0: no, no. We need the deal because then oh. we can put it say, we're in our fair day bag. You got your fair day bag? Call promo code. And so, so. so we got to learn how to do this stuff. This is That's what we're about in season three. We got to monetize some of this stuff. Because can we, you
2: put like the whole laptop in a Faraday day bed?
0: They, they make different sizes. They make them for your phones. They make them for your laptops. And so you can put them in there when you don't, like at night when you're sleeping, you pop them in. And they can't listen to you in your bedroom. They're, li- they're listening to us. You are exactly right. Uh, Lucas said that. So what happened was she got solicitation. Okay, I had mine in airplane mode. Now I hear they can position you. They position you in airplane mode, but, but they can't listen. Okay, so they listened to her. So I had mine in vibrate mode when we were talking about it. Guess what I got at 3 a.m.? I got remember. JG wentworth Add myself now.
3: Man. So
0: you have done this to us. We are now targets of I want my money and I want it now. <laughs> so we, we, are, we are in the spectrum we're right
2: in, now. We're in the red zone right now. We're in the oh, red yeah. zone.
0: So yeah. we have to be careful what we say okay. because they are listening.
2: It doesn't matter.
0: And if they are listening, go to my Patreon right now and on the dock with Pastor Troy. You could be a partner or sponsor in this show right now. So we got to figure that out. We need those Faraday bags. We, we might need one big Faraday bag for the house. We should start like a new hashtag.
2: Oh, that, oh I <laughs> love that. Hashtag that's a,
0: that's a I don't know she about. popped our lower third up for our Patreon site. No, that, that was, was That was all Lucas. No, no, all Lucas. That was smooth. That was smooth. You're down. You're you're up to negative one. You you moved the other <laughs> way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, I have a bank. Yeah, yeah there's a bank here. Oh, yeah. cool. if, if, a couple more good things like that. You'd be like zero on on the last show. So it'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> We're in graduation day, and we just wanted to tell you, Colt, that you got us all on JG Wentworth's mailing list. Thank you. Um, It was a good example, though. It was worth it. Okay. So while we're talking about this last show, it's a wrap-up of the whole training camp. And let me just take a few minutes to say uh, we're glad you have made it to graduation day. Our goal is that people around us on the dock, our partners here listening today, you would uh, get off the dock, get out in the deep, take what we've been showing you, and get out and practice. And we want you, number one, James 4-7, humble yourselves before God and resist the devil and get out there and do stuff for God, use this stuff. So all this stuff we've been talking about, prayer life and devotional life and fasting and service in the body, tithes and offerings, worship life, uh, missions life, all these training things that you do, I want you to take these now, and you're in shape, I want you to get out there and 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 begin to invite people to Christ, begin to share your faith with people, begin to use it to grow the kingdom, and and don't just be doing push-ups to do push-ups. Do push-ups so when you get a chance to share your faith, and that could just be going to serve at the House of Hope. It could be going to uh, be, a, be a cameraman in your church's tech booth. It could go being serving in children's ministry someplace. It could be a lot of things. It could be you being... A a Christian Rick and Donna they own a plumbing business and uh, what's the name of your plumbing business Southern Illinois Southern
4: Illinois Plumbing Solutions.
0: We will send them a fifty dollar uh, per month deal to promote them. Now
4: you could just say Sips.
0: Sips Sips. Uh-huh. Now, we won't do that actually because Rick says to me so often that he she, he gets a free one. But but Rick and Donna own Sips. Uh and and look look he he's a godly man she's a godly woman they, they do so much for their for their community for the house open stuff and you, if you need stuff fixed you call and pay them because they are people that love the lord and then they serve back to the kingdom so i mean you can be a plumber and give your life to god and you can earn a fair living and then you can turn around and gosh you wouldn't believe how many times we tear stuff up around here you know you know you can use your skill to make sure the gospel's happening. And Rick's actually one of our booth guys as well. He He runs cameras. Rick's our best praise and worshiper in the booth. By far. By far. He can rock and roll in the booth while he's praising and worshiping. (laughs) And he's consistent because I went to a concert with him, and he rock and rolls there. Yeah, Yeah, he's consistent. He can can be on camera and be boogieing, you know. And we've got good camera boxes. Don Rice built good camera boxes because I noticed that our cameras don't jiggle. They're good camera boxes. So use your stuff, that's what we're about. We want you to take your training camp stuff and let's get into the season and begin to make chances. Now we've been looking at rules as we've been going through this and we've had our our different training camp rules uh, through this whole process. And I'm looking right now for training camp rule one, I, I'm just not doing well, I'm just not doing well finding it. Um, but but let me go, let me go to rule one. And we'll just give you a quick review. And then you guys jump in on any of these rules. This is your chance to say something. You know, if you see something, say something. If you hear something, tell us, I, I can't find rule one. But let me just Oh, I know where it is. I, it's a picture. It was the only rule that I I did differently. It's this one right here. There we go. Uh, Rule one is you got to give everything to the cross. You got to give everything to Jesus. Okay, it you can't really be in the resistance. If you don't know the leading resistor. The guy that beat Satan with the stick of the cross is Jesus. And he is our elder brother. And we get in because of his sacrifice. And so you start with meeting him. you got to get there. I what was so great Sunday. It was Sunday we had just incredible. Uh, the Lord kind of, I'd planned communion. I'd already gone to asked Rick and Don if they would serve communion, their leaders in our church. I'd gone and got Kerwin and Janae one wanted them to serve. And then I got to the front. And I'd already kind of had something thinking about for a couple services from now. And I heard the Lord said, I didn't want it now. I want it now. <laughs>
3: you know what we're going to do. I'll I heard it. the Lord say, yeah, go ahead eight, seven, seven cash. Now
0: <laughs> I want it now. And by the way, JG and Wentworth, you owe us 50 to hundred or $200 for promoting your show. We need to send them a bill as,
3: as a partner. Sure, at least they know who we are now. They do, know That's who, right.
0: they do know who we are. We <laughs> think they do or their AI does whatever, whatever does that. Something's reading it. Google knows who we are or something. I don't know. But, uh, but you know, if you think about it, uh, I heard the Lord just say, no, I don't want that. I want it now. And so, I brought up a couple other of our leaders that that have really been through. They've got their pastors in our in our community, and they, uh, Pastor Dan and his wife Rebecca, uh, we had uh, John uh, and Alyssa, Pastor John and Alyssa, and they run the House of Hope, and I had them come up, and then we added Jerry and Evelyn, and they're just women of God uh, in our church. And then what we did was we just had everybody before they got communion, I just asked somebody them to pray over every family before they went and got communion they had to go and, and let them just pray over that that strongholds would be broken. Whatever is attached to them would be broken. And at least for this day and this hour, they'd be here to be in a safe space. And then t- to tell them to take authority in the name of the one who, who they surrendered to. And we did that, and then they went to communion, and then they were able to bless them. And then if this was their first communion. They were supposed to tell our communion people. And Donna, you had a, at least one first communion? i thought so. I'm not sure. No, you I did. No, I, I know, left the room whenever you asked them to step forward. Yeah, I know who, it is. Yeah, I know who it is. The, the, uh, the, yeah, there was a young man sitting uh-huh. on the right side. Yeah. It was his first. He went back and actually prayed with Don did and, he? and accepted Christ. And so we saw God, we saw somebody surrender. You know, they broke the stronghold, they surrendered, and now we'll start, that, start the process of working with them. Been coming for a while, listening closely, and it was just, you can kind of see why God said, I, I, I want my, my cash, I want it now. That's right,
3: that's yeah, right. Don.
0: You know, it was a good day. And then that was before we even got to service. So or, or to, to my part, then we had worship was great. And uh, we it was just great. So if you want to go watch that, we, we don't want to date ourselves, but but that was a good service. Um, but uh, I my point is, it starts with surrender. You can't even start training camp until you are a part of the team.
3: Right. And that's step one right there. Step
0: one right there. It makes it easy. Okay. So so let's go to step two. Step two is a little, little more difficult. Step two in our training camp is uh, I'm going to find it. Is the moorings that maintain us are to love Jesus and to fear God? Remember, we watched the John Bevere piece. Go back and watch that if you want to. Uh, that was an episode two of this series, Training Camp, Rule Number Two. And we watched that John Bevere piece where he talked about people. Um, he talked to who's he interviewing? He was in a, Baker. And he said, Well, when I did all of what I did wrong, it was uh, he said, well, you, When did you fall in love with Jesus? No, he said, he
2: said When did you fall? out of love out of love when did you fall out of love with jesus he said i never fell in love
0: he says i just never feared god yeah and there's a lot of people out there living a pseudo-christian life where they're living one side of it Mm -hmm. where they just think jesus loves me he loves me and i can do i can live however i want to live be risky however i want to be risky uh take it to the limit one more time or beyond the limit one more time Uh, is that eagle song that's right Yeah. yeah and uh but I, I, they don't fear that God is truly holy and going to hold them to the standards. And so I thought Bevere was powerful in that. And I think that really fits with a lot of the problems in the Christian church today. We have people that are in churches that, oh, we love Jesus and Jesus loves everybody just the way they are, but they don't understand. Jesus also set a standard and he's not going to lower the bar even though he loves us. Matter of fact, he loves us too much to lower the bar. If he right. lowers the bar, then we won't be living up to the standard and then we would just all be reprobate
2: right and you know i mean if you're in a marriage and you love each other you're not gonna want there's certain standards but that you have gonna, for each other but everybody makes mistakes right the of lord of course and the but lord i mean those it's parents. not like you're gonna tell your spouse okay go ahead and do whatever you want to do i'm still i love you i'm still gonna love you and you probably still will love them even if they do something that you but well, you know, There's a standard. There, is a, there
0: is a standard. Yeah. And we all fall short of the standard at times. Of but course. But the Bible says for that is repentance and working through that. And even David, here you got David in the Bible who loved God. And, and, and the Bible says, David, God says David was his friend. And he has his best one of his best warrior friends, Uriah the Hittite, who was one of the 30 men of God, I mean, his closest. He hasn't yeah. killed to sleep with his wife. Right. Yeah. And to hide it, and God does forgive him, but not till he repents, and he has to pay a
2: price. He still suffers the consequences. Oh, he pays us. Yeah. The
0: whole nation pays a serious price. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I mean, people die. You know, so God can handle our sin when repentance is put on it or put with it.
2: And the parameters are for our
0: protection. Yeah. So we, If you're out there listening, you, I mean, we're all going to make mistakes. The question is, how do we handle those? And so that's the moorings. If you know anything about moorings, moorings are on boats. They're moored to say to to an anchorage at water. There's maybe a concrete thing put down in the in the ground deep down, and you moor to it. The boat's going to float on that, and it's going to give and take. We're going to have give and takes. We're going to have swishes and swoes, and and we're going to even have times when the ropes break. Are are we are we don't tie the knot right, and we mistake. But love Jesus, the fearing God is what drives us to our knees to get back on course with what it really means to love Jesus. Right. To love Jesus means to really obey. Right. A lot of people think loving Jesus, well, I love Jesus. Love Jesus is kind of like a unilateral decision. And to be honest with you, I think most people think, well, Jesus is just going to love me anyway.
3: Could that be kind of like a, like, like a lukewarm type situation? Yeah,
0: I, I think so. I think a lot of people just think, Jesus loves me. He's going to be very accepting. I I don't think Jesus was very accepting in the Bible. I think he loved people, but he didn't accept them for where they were. Even the woman caught in the issue of sin, he dealt with all the hypocrites first. And he looked at her and he said, woman, go and sin no more. He didn't even absolve her. He told her too, she need to go and do that. Mm -hmm. You know, even when he met the woman uh, in Samaria, he said, you know, you're a woman... Oh, and, the, and the man you're with is not your husband. You're with, you know, he, he and then he, he told her everything. And then she went and told people he, he never compromised and said, that's okay. He said, but we can get past that once you acknowledge who I am.
2: And he, he, he doesn't necessarily expect all of that to happen Right then. Agreed. Sometimes it's a process. It's a li-
0: I think it can be a lifelong process. Yes. I think I think it's like going into the water when you're a kid. You can go so far in the water, the three foot in, you can, you know, You get, when you move from baby pool to pool, you can go so far. As you get older and older, you can walk farther out. You, you, right. know, you and I can stand at the rope now, you right. know. And then if you want to get the deep end, you got to be able to swim a little bit. Right. And so I think a lot of people don't realize that Jesus loves us enough to work with us through process. But when we become aware of it, we got to deal with it. And I think we have sins of commission and sins of omission. Sometimes we don't really know we're sinning until we're made aware of it. And there can be things we're doing. I, I've been with people that are new in Christ and they start reading through the Bible with me their first year and they get to just briefly into the first five books and they realize, you know, they go, boy, oh, this astrology is wrong. I shouldn't be doing that. I shouldn't be doing my horoscope. It shouldn't be. I, you mean I shouldn't let somebody read my palms? And they, cause it talks, t- starts talking about, you know, uh, fortune tellers and, mm-hmm. Astrologers and all this stuff, and it calls those bad, and and people come to me and go, I shouldn't be doing this, should I? And I said, Well, I could have told you that earlier, but I knew you would get to that in the first month, and it's better that you see for yourself than me to tell you that. So you know, God's God's gonna get you as you go through it, and I think the person that got saved is not in trouble because they were still reading that, but the moment they become accountable to that, then God's like, Ooh, you gotta. So God doesn't clean the fish before He saves them, but He but He cleans the fish that He's caught. Yeah.
2: And what's cool about it is, like the first time you read through it, those are the things you catch.
0: You catch and what you're doing.
2: Yes, and then and you hopefully need. you work on those things and get those things out of your life. And da da da. But the next, then time, the next read- time you read through it, you see a whole other level of things.
0: Yeah, Colt. When you get married, when you get married, then you start seeing the wife and married stuff. And, and no, and then when you get kids, you see that, and then when you get grandkids. You start reading about your grandkids, yeah. yeah, and what it means to be a grandparent, and you you just all of a sudden stuff you never even paid attention. You thought, where I'll read the Bible today and go, where did that come from? And then when I became pastor, it spoke differently, and and now that I lead other ministers, it speaks different. And now that I'm leading ministries in communities, it speaks differently to how to be a leader of leaders. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible. Every time you go through it, you bring something fresh to it. I mean, whether your kids in when your kids in elementary and you they're in the formative stage, it'll talk to you about raising your children. When your children, you know, get older, it, it changes how you read and pray for them. You know, because you lose control over your children, and now you gotta pray, God, you know, Holy Ghost, go get them. <laughs> you know, watch over them. It gets very scary.
3: One of the big things, that, like I've uh, found, is just like over the past year of like just like reading through, has been uh, like like you said, sometimes like you like attain to things that pertain to you. Um, mine has been more so like paying attention to things a little bit more. Yeah, mm-hmm, just yeah. like not just paying attention to like what it says, but like there was some things like where people just weren't paying attention back then. You know that like oh
0: yeah, it's absolutely that. Yeah. In rule yeah. three, let's go to rule three. Rule three, we talked about uh, the double portion. A lot of people want. I want my ministry. and I want it now. I want. I want all of the strength of God immediately. Double strength. We want to tell you is built not in the ask, it's built in the effort, It's built in the work, it's built in the work ethic, it's built in the training room to spiritual warfare. So if you want double portion of strength, be faithful in the small things you've gotten. you know, show up and do things and, and, and start off running a camera in your church, you know, start off, you know, volunteering in children's ministry and showing up every time you're scheduled, you know, and, you know, do basic things. I, when I first got here, I had a, a, a guy that had pastoral training, uh, I won't call I almost said his name. Um, and he, he wanted to come and show me how how valuable he could be to me. And and, and to be honest with you, he could have been, because he had training. You know, he really did. He had he had seminary training. And I thought, well, this is nice. But when he came, I could tell what he was really frustrated about is he didn't get my job. He had actually applied for the same job that I'd got here. And and so, but he wanted to stay here, he liked the church. And so he wanted to tell me what a value he could be to me and what all he could do. And so I was trained by my mentor that when somebody is kind of ASCII, the best thing to do is put them in what they call the chutes. Like you put a cattle in the chutes to load them in a truck, you know, so if they go from the gate to the chute so you can manage them one by one. And, you will some cows won't go in the chute. They'll just kick the sides out of it yeah. and beat it to death and they won't go. And you'll be able to tell what kind of cow they are, whether they'll go in or horses they'll go in. If they kick the shoots and they're they're bucking and bronking and just doing one thing, then you've got you got a real problem. So my mentor told me, you know, you know, when somebody's uh new, put them through the shoots first. And, and just see if they'll if they'll do one thing right, the Bible says I was reading today about Matthew twenty five or twenty three, the, the the three stewards of the parable of the talents. I was the guy that was faithful too got twice as much guys five five as much he gave one 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 three one five each according to what they could do we know the one guy with one wasted it but 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 god gives us according to his gifts but he gives us more according to how we're faithful those gifts so the idea of the of the shoot test is to see how they do with one thing and if they're so talented it should be one thing should it should be easy right should be a breeze right 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 should be a breeze but but I gave him one thing. I said, I want you to just do one thing for me. Let's work on that. And then we'll meet again. And he blew up on that one. He never got even done. He thought it was an insult to be asked only to do that. I said, no, I just need you to do that right now. I'm kind of, I I was in the process of meeting with all the families for the first time, getting to know everybody. I said, if you just take care of this one aspect for me, I would really appreciate it. And then we'll get together and talk in about 30 days. And not only did he get insulted, uh, he wanted to do more immediately. He wanted to have his own Bible study immediately. I said, no, I just need you to do the one thing right now. I'm getting to know the people. If you could help me with this one thing, and it was visitation with people in the hospital and shut in. If you could just make visits on behalf of the church, and you've got pastoral training, you'll know how to do this and this. He never made one visit, never did anything, and they disappeared. And what it taught me was that he was not going to submit to me as a leader or as a pastor, so he couldn't go through the shoots, And he blew himself up. He just wanted a position. He wanted a position so he could tell people he had already had a card with something else. He wanted another card. He showed me two different business cards in the first meeting from two different ministries that he was currently involved in, and this would have been a third. He was into business cards, but not into the business of the kingdom of God. So, double portions not built with business cards. It's built in the training room. So, if he had if he had done thirty days and visited everybody, I would have given him another task. I was prepared to do that because he had the training. But he didn't have the faithfulness to do the basics.
2: I think if people are looking for their own glory and ministry, they're Bad just place. looking in the wrong place. It's just not.
0: Yeah, I, I think I said in that episode that that we need to manifest the presence of God, and that is a real witness. So you got to be able to do real stuff. Yeah. it's not shallow stuff. It's not surface level stuff. No. That, that was real. Three. You. So, rule four we talked about was uh, overcome evil with good. One of my favorites. Uh, shock and all with good. So there's too much shock and all with that in the church, you know. Church, you hear about this preacher doing that. You hear about this member doing that. So and so's with so and so. We need our biggest weapon for breaking the callous shells of unbelievers would be to plant a seed of hope, so they see godly things happening. They see evidence of hope in you, and overcome evil good. I'm not talking about malady overcoming. I'm talking about they see you living right. They see you doing right things, overcoming evil good. And the shock and all that causes them to pay attention to who is this God they serve? You know, I've never seen a Christian like this and maybe this is real Christianity. And we need to see some of that today because a lot of the world has gotten very Christianity's confused people because of what some Christians accept as what Jesus loves versus what God fears. People are confused about what what real Christianity looks like. And so we need to demonstrate that with our own lives. And I think that was the key for that. Don't, you, you can't be the church till you can show people a relationship, that is able to overcome evil and you got to show them that you've overcome evil. And that's done by the fact that you aren't evil. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're living a life. It doesn't mean, you don't have bad days, but it, it does mean that we overcome, uh, evil with, with good.
3: I think a lot of that can just like speak volumes to people too. I mean, I like the way they see things, um, and just yeah. like the way they perceive it. Mm-hmm. I think that I, just I totally speaks. I totally uh, agree. And, and,
0: and I, I think one of the things that we have to realize is that, um, I mentioned this in in, in that episode, uh, is that our task is to rescue the perishing, a- and the mission, the chief task, is to do that. And to do that, I think it's less mouth, and more a witness. I mean, I'm not saying that we can't tell people about Jesus, but First Peter three fifteen might one of my credo verses says, "Be prepared to give an answer for the hope that's within you." Answer is verbal. With be prepared to answer the hopes within you with gentleness and meekness, but it's to be prepared after people ask you why, you have a hope. So th- you're gonna have had to demonstrate overcoming evil with good. Then they ask you why do you do that. Then you can tell them about Jesus in the gospel. Yeah. But you need to live it first. Right. You need to make them wonder why, and ask you. And when they ask you why, they've really opened the door to invite. Because what they're saying is, you've got something I'm interested in, or you got something I might want.
3: Not if t- they weren't interested, they wouldn't say anything. They wouldn't say
2: anything. Right. Exactly. You know, and I've never really thought about that in that way. Yeah. That, that's that's a good point about that scripture.
3: I mean, that in itself kind of sparks an interest for myself, too. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just like, okay, well, you can kind of think about it yeah you you don't have to go in guns
2: blazing (coughs) like i'm a christian this is how you know it's this is how the word of god says yeah you just live it and then they'll
3: let them see it it in you you know yeah go hey, hey, be curious
2: hey hey, i noticed
0: you don't do this this and that you go well i don't do that because you know i used to do that stuff but i got saved and i really decided to give my life to people ask me all the time it says "Do, do you buy lottery tickets I think a Christian can buy lottery tickets. I I don't think. Well, I'm not going
2: to say they can't. I'm
0: not going to say they can't. I I don't think it's a, I I mean, I think that's an individual decision. But where I'm at in my walk at this stage, I would rather spend my money on something to enhance my family and the kingdom. And I'm perfectly believing that if God needs me to get $5 million, he can give me an idea that will generate $5 million, or he can send that to me. I'm not saying that a Christian can't do it. I'm just saying I can think of a lot of other things I could do with that same money that will generate more value to the kingdom than cash. Yeah, You know what I I'm mean, saying?
3: You're just spending money to get a chance to make some a money. A chance I mean, to make some money. I, I, I don't want to live on You'd probably like be better off taking that, the you know.
0: 20. I see people literally in the store every day, places, getting their scratch-offs. And if you actually studied that, they would be better off taking the 20 bucks a day and putting in an investment account what are those apps now they got where you can put money in every day? Little, they're, they're simple apps um, where you can like do like daily uh, acorns. Or yeah, Acorn. Or something. acorn that's day. it. Yeah, they'd be better they're off sponsors. doing acorn uh. and just daily instead of flushing it to that. Just put that in. And then all of a sudden in 10 years, you know, you have $100,000 and that's real money. That's just pocket change pocket with pocket change. You'd be better off doing some of that stuff and and doing things right than trying to take shortcuts because shortcuts again are just trying to do shortcuts. You know, and like, again, these people that win the lottery, 90% of them are broke again in five years. Yeah. Not only are they broke, a lot of them are worse because you've tasted money and they've lost it. And and here's what the, what's really bad is they've lost all their friends because they found out their friends were moochers. And now you don't even have friends because you find out your friends really just liked you because you had cash and you had it now, (laughs) you know. That's right, man. Yeah, that's right. And so I really think what we need to do is take our time and just earn it. Well, you
4: know, so much of this uh, this particular rule of hard knock has so much to do with the relationship. Absolutely, you know, be, and we are failing as a human race with relationships anymore. COVID blew it out of the water, but even before COVID, families don't gather like they used to. People don't make eye contact like they used to. We lost social skills with COVID; it just absolutely demolished a lot of social skills and social interactions. Agreed. And so, to be able to speak into someone's life, you need to to have some sort of relationship, even if it's surface level. And we're not doing, we're not making those connections. There needs well. be a
0: real demonstration. We have. Especially young people today. There's whole groups of young people that are living life through the binocular games. I forget what those are called. What are those called? What's that? VR. VR. They're living lives through anime uh, characters. And the the Japanese cultures kind of went to that about 10 years ago. How
2: long than that? And so there's completely
0: socially deprived relationships. And so, you know, they're not even having children anymore over there. Because you know, it's messed up.
3: I kind of, like, want to, like, bounce back off of, like, what Donna was saying about, like, some of, like, some people, like, even lost social sil- skills. Lo- social skills. Um, in the meantime, as somebody who prob- most likely has lost some of their social skills from all that crap, um, I, I think it. it also kind of, like, allowed time for us to, like, learn new things, too, and approach things in a different way as well.
0: So um, it, you I, you, 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 you got a little bit of hope that we, if we could reintegrate some of that, we, I do see people starting to re-engage some social stuff, right? Like like last night we had a bonfire at our church. Yeah. We had great turnout. It's awesome. I don't see anybody worrying about. I mean, we were all eating out of the same hot dog bag and the same marshmallow bag, and 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 we just had COVID go back around here again. Everybody's like, we're done with that, you know. Let's move on. You know, burn the marshmallow, be good. You know, we <laughs> we 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 we. we I saw, I'm beginning to see some things happen, but I do think it deprives some skills, but then people outside that environment, there's still some isol- there's a lot of isolation, you know, and there's a lot of depression today because of the world situation. And I think without Christ, you know, I think Christ gives us an advantage on that, that we have. And so- Well,
2: thankfully, younger people are able to adapt. After situations like that, I guess. Well, I think, I think it's they're easier built for when them. you're younger because yeah, you're still figuring stuff out. You're I still am, learning yeah. stuff. You're still, you know, and you're more willing to adapt. Yeah. Right. You know, I think as bad as
3: like. See you, Lucas. Gain Have Bye a day. I think as bad as like it is to like lose your social skills, that kind of started like a uh, almost like a start fresh type thing. Right. Whenever we did get back to somewhat normal. So then now, like, we're learning, like like I said before, like, we're learning new things in a different way. Oh, it and was I mean, a reset, absolutely. I yeah, I, I believe yeah. it was a reset. I and do it too. brought us all back on one catalyst. I mean, we're all here for the same reason, right? Yeah. And so right. I think with that, um. we all... Became centered at, at one thing, and now we have all much more. Or everybody has the same thing in common now.
0: Well, I th- I think that's true for the Christian side, but I also think the world's more more polarized than it's ever been. Yeah. So I mean, you've got more denial of Christ than ever. You got more more. You,
2: yeah, but he's right though. It it kind of caused the different factions to kind of clump together more. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It can, it, it concentrated different groups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More. I I kind of agree with that. Definitely. And I think that's, what, that's why you see such a division or you see such solid groups is identities were built yeah. through interaction like that. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Yeah. It, it'll be interesting to see if people begin to desire contact again, you know, you know actually people. You know, and I think that's going to be a key. Let let me get to rule five. Rule five. This is a good conversation, guys. Uh, Rule five is build your headquarters on the rock. So, again, relationship, like Donna just said, relationship with Jesus Christ is central. And then stay out of the muck and mire and build on the rock and sing that new song. We used that from uh, Johnny Wyckoff's idea. And and his idea was that we needed Psalm 40. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud, the mire clay or muck. And the mire he set my feet on solid ground. He gave me then verse three a new song. We need to be people, that's how we overcome evil good, is people see that that we've overcome it, you know, and that that we actually believe it yeah. and we're not depressed anymore. We're singing a new song. We're we're not um down, we're whistling, we're whistling, you know, we're we're smiling. And and to me, one of the challenges, a lot of us Christians are just today almost horrified by what what's going on in the world, we forget that we're saved from the things of the world and we're still supposed to be witnesses getting people out to end. And we're a little bit I mean, I think Christianity in general's gotta be careful not I, I know the world looks dire, but our world is not dire.
3: I think a lot of people miss that though. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you know,
0: I I, I know I mean, we live in this world, but we're in the world the Bible says, but not of it.
3: I myself haven't even like really Put that like I have not really thought of that just I out. think all the time,
0: yeah. what a great time to be at. when the pastors tell me their people burn out this brand, I'm like, Are you kidding me? I mean, we live in a time right now where right now on Wednesday nights I'm teaching on Hamas in Israel. There are more people coming to our Wednesday night right now to hear about this and talk about this. There's more engagement right now than I've ever seen, deeper questions than I've ever heard, because people see the potential that we could be in an end-time event or in the birthing pains of the end time. I don't think necessarily we are, but I do think there's a birthing piece of it that could be true. And, and maybe it is, but it's certainly we're closer than we were. And so people are all of a sudden taking biblical prophecy serious, and they want to understand it. You know, and I think you're gonna get seasons of that, and and I know it's scary what's going on over there, but I'm just pleased that our word has an answer for it. Yeah, we have yeah. hope in it. Yeah, I mean, when I said on Sunday, I, I preached Sunday on the concept that that we join the angels. We'll talk about this in one of the rules. It's in Rule Five of of the Resistance, which we'll have in one of our episodes. But we actually down the road. We, we, we will judge the angels when we stand behind Christ the King, when the the Bible says the martyrs come up, the dead in Christ rise, and those living for Christ join him, and and, and behold, he comes riding on a cloud. We're with that. We're behind him because we're part of the kingdom of God. And then there will be a judgment on, on Satan and the fallen angels and those that rejected Christ, and we will stand behind Papa, Papa, the Father, and our, our elder brother, Jesus while judgment is in, imposed. So in essence, we're behind him in line to the king, and and we will see, I don't mean this in a bad way, but we will see the vengeance for everything that's happened bad. We don't have to be sad now. God, Dad will settle accounts. Oh, you know, we should actually feel sorry for people that don't get it. And so our, our mercy should be, we need to work harder so nobody has to be on that side because, as I said, they're going to go into a, a hole that they can never get out of, the weeping and gnashing of teeth one forever and ever. It's, and, and most people have done bad things to us. Man, I don't want me. I, I think, man, heck with them. But I never think the hell with them because the hell with them is eternal and not recoverable. And even people have done the worst thing to me. I don't think they deserve forever separated from God and, and unmerciful. You know, how long does somebody have to pay for being rude or cutting me off at the intersection? Do they need to pay and burn in hell forever? Or would I settle for a couple apologies? And, you know, they're already living a miserable existence. We need to get excited about this time and help lead the captives out. Remember, we're supposed to go back to this. I'm going to cough here in a second. Rescue the perishing. (coughs) (coughs) (coughs)
2: Cough alert. Cough alert.
0: (laughs) Sorry about that. Good job with the microphone. Rescue the perishing. That's our chief task. You cannot do that looking like you've got the flu yourself or that you're nasty or you've been baptized in in acid or lemon juice. You know? Ouch. Yeah.
2: I think that, I think a lot of Christians were just in, well, not just Christians. I think the whole world was in shock for a long time after, after COVID and all the other stuff. And let me just say,
0: COVID is nothing.
2: Well, I mean, but all kinds of things took place in that time period. No, no, period but,
0: but my point is to the world. That shook we people's world. Let me say this. We lost our mind over COVID.
2: Yeah. Let and, me be and honest. it's not. No,
0: I had COVID. It, I It it almost put me in the hospital. It killed your papa. Paul. Killed him. I mean, killed him. Right. Took him out. I mean, he was healthy and, and gone. Quick. Yeah, yeah. It about got me. I was so close. I was on... I, I had multiple doctors propping me up at home, keep me from because I wouldn't go to the hospital, and and because I didn't want to leave, I didn't want to go in. It was yeah, I just didn't want to be there, and and I, my body finally responded after two weeks. But I got <laughs> to where my air stats were down to eighty six, and I was at home. I had a headache all the time. You can't maintain like that, and it was rough. And I have a son's pharmac- pharmacology. He was helping me get right steroids and right things, and and doctor doctor Parks was helping. Everybody was helping me. I mean, thank God. But it's serious. But it's n- Ebola was ninety percent fatal. So so if f- f- it, it, I mean in our church we lost Bill,
4: yeah,
0: a saint.
2: Yeah, and I had a I knew a couple of people, my family right. that died. I know a couple of people. Every, that, but, but, I think everybody but knew. But in our church, a of, couple of a
0: hundred people, hundred fifty, Africa. All of our people there, of the three hundred people that go to our church in Thailand. We lost one person, right? To COVID. Now, some people in our church family lost some people, right? Okay, that's one in three hundred. In Pay's villages, they lost ninety percent of churches, right? Churches were morgues
2: when Ebola hit. When Ebola to, to Ebola, yeah. To Ebola,
0: Ebola. I mean, ninety percent. And Pay was out picking people up and treating people. Yes, our students treat people. You saw how our people acted over COVID. It, would've, it, would've looked, it would have. It would have looked. I mean, can you imagine Ebola here?
2: No. People
0: would have been standing at their doors with shotguns to the mailman.
2: Yeah,
0: it would have been dangerous here. You know what I'm saying? If 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 ninety percent people were hemorrhaging out their eyes and body and bleeding to death, you know, with that, you you. you I mean, I mean, it was just different world. I went. I went to Katrina Rita right after the right after the the hurricane hit. I was down there and it was so devastated down there people people were standing on the edge of their lawns with guns because people had looted every store in New Orleans already they were just carrying stuff out and people would stand on the edge of their driveways with guns just to say don't come in here that, that was just a devastating storm and yeah. and it brought out the crazy in people you know what i'm saying and covid brought crazy out but ebola i mean imagine in in in, in okay in in africa in liberia In one of the most populated areas, they had a COVID relief center there, and they had all kinds of stuff there. The people broke through the walls of it, came in, got all the stuff, and stole everything and took it back out. But they went into the wards where the COVID people were to get all the stuff, treatment, what they thought. They didn't know what it was, but they just went to get stuff. What they were taking out was COVID blankets and COVID this and COVID that. And they basically spread it across the entire region, because they they, they 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 were panicking to go to steal stuff that didn't even know what it was to use
3: yeah yeah
0: you know so I I, I do get fearful that you know we haven't even seen in times yet this is not covid's not in times covid was like a tease you're like, yeah. like you know how will people be you know when it gets rough Churches shut down here over covid thank God we never missed a service we did have to shut down because they ordered us to. And we got back up as quick as we could. And there were times when we shut down to protect people. But we never quit being the being the church. You know, we took people to drugs to people's houses and food to people's houses. But what will the church do? What would the church do here if we had Ebola? Would the preacher come and 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 would the preacher come and and haul your children off for you and take care of them and see that bury them? That's what Pay did. Pay carried them in the vehicle that we sent, the hands-up vehicle we sent. I'm just saying. We got to build our headquarters. Let me go back to five. We got to build our headquarters on the rock. We we got to trust God to guide us and to help us in the tough times and the good times. And we got to keep ourselves out of the muck and mire and and sing a new song because Ebola was a chance in Pay's country for Pay as a leader and Hands of Hope was there with him. We shined during that day. Will there be churches that shine? I believe there'll be pastors and churches and people that will stand up. We stood up during. Uh, here in COVID, yeah. we stood up and fed hospitals, and we stood up and the the House of Hope never stopped feed. We never did not feed people a meal at the House of Hope. We had to change our rules, all this stuff has up but we never stopped. I I would like to believe that in end times when things get hard, there'll be churches that'll hold the line.
2: Well, I guess that's what I was getting at when I said it. It kind of shook our, shook everybody, shook our everything that we thought we could count on. It did. I think everybody figured it out or, you know, kind of got it's the idea, I can't everybody. count on that anymore, you know, that's yeah. not, yeah, and made people realize. Everybody whole, was
3: whole. so confused, I think, because yes. everybody was saying different things to everybody, and nobody yeah. knew really what to think, so they just had yeah. everybody confused. Yeah.
0: I think the last thing we need to say as we get ready for Rule 6, and we'll, we'll kind of wrap this up, to to challenge the enemy, I said this in, in the last episode, to challenge the enemy, go back and listen to all these first, first six, and you'll get more in-depth in it, but to challenge the enemy with the word of God, to stand on what is written in the Bible, you have to know and practice what is written. So in your training camp experience, you're going to have to get a daily reading plan. You're going to get a daily prayer plan, daily quiet time. We, we talk a lot about that, but, but we're not joking about that. That's just ongoing. That's, Colt, did you work out today? I did. He did. He works out every day. He, he may, Colt, I've seen his body change so much in the last year and a half two years. I mean, I mean, he has gotten in great shape and he's, kind of reset himself. Have you read your Bible today? I did. See, that's what I'm talking about. Just do your dailies. I mean, I mean, take care of your body. Uh, do your daily stuff, you know, you know, keep things going. And then when you need something, you'll have stuff in your mind that you can go back to God on and say, Lord, I'm gonna I, I read this today. I read this yesterday. I'm gonna just claim this promise. There are so many promises in the Bible. And there's probably enough promises in a daily reading or something in that daily reading to help you with a challenge for that day. And certainly within the week. You have to know and practice what is written, and then you can do uh, what we talked about in the last episode. And this will lead to the, the sixth rule: is you can take authority. Spiritual training lets you know that if you if you've practiced and you've done your stuff, and you're on the rock and you're out of the muck and the mire, and you're living it, you're overcoming good with evil. Then you can you can you can you can call on Jesus. You you can take authority. And you have to do that. You have to know what's written, so you can do like Jesus did when he was in the wilderness. We talked about Matthew four, uh, verse one through eleven. However, time when Jesus was tempted, he just told the devil, "It's written," and he quoted him right what the Bible says. And he didn't even get past Deuteronomy. You know, we can there's all kinds of things we could quote in the Bible. But when you're challenged in this world, you you you're going to respond out of what you've prepared for in the training camp. The training camp. Jesus' training camp was a little boy where he had to memorize all little Jewish boys memorized and girls would memorize the first five books of the Bible. So he was quoting back Deuteronomy. He had memorized that as a child. Mm-hmm. What do you know? What do you know about the word? What have you memorized? What's in your soul? What have you put in your operating system? What you've put in is what's going to come out. So rule six is simply this: stand on the resistance principle. Keep it simple, Saint Kiss, and be able to just declare what's written. And you do that because you know it. And then. Keep it simple, so as you as you, as you you move from training camp into reality, you just begin to take what you've learned and apply it case by case. And that's our greatest weapon for victory as we start becoming the church. And we're gonna talk more about the church in our next series. Uh, we're gonna have other guests in other guest series, but when we get back to our resistance teaching series, we're gonna get into what it looks like to be the church and we're going to look at the rise of the church here real soon so just give you one look at those six rules right there surrender all love jesus fear god double portion strength is built in the training room through spiritual warfare overcome evil with good build your headquarters on the rock and it is written those are six good rules if you'll follow those rules you'll get yourself in position to begin to be a contributing part of the kingdom of god it would really change a lot just those six things and i'm sure there's other things we can come up with but those are solid and and I, I have to you, go back and listen to the last six episodes, and we get deep into each one of those, and it's been good. Any any final comments as we wrap up uh, graduation day for training camp? We get ready to start the season. You know.
3: Uh, do you think you may have any like in, like a bonus rule or anything that's like may not be listed? That's that a good list, question, like, top Colt. Of the, off, that's off, great. Off the, the roll, you know. A
4: bonus. Colt is dropping the mic again on this oh. episode. <laughs> I mean, for real. If
0: I were to rewrite this today and think about, did I miss one, or, or should I add one to it? Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's think about that. Um, gosh, um, I, I, I guess, I guess in training camp, um, yeah. I, I, I think here, here you go. I think if I were to add one, I, I love this. You are what you eat. Yeah. I would, I would probably do that. I'm gonna write that down because if I ever write this again, I'll add a rule
3: seven. Nice.
0: You are what you eat in, in training when you're in training for football or you're in training, what you take in are the, the nutrients that your body will recycle right, yeah. into your DNA. Used to be when I used to work out, Beth and I did body for life for a couple of years, way back when we were younger <laughs> and we got great. I got ripped, you know, and, and, I'm ripped now, you know, yeah, you rip a shirt out because of the belly. but under there. But back, I, I mean, <laughs> I was ripped. I mean, I, I mean we we did that for a couple of years back. What was that, It'd be 2000, 1999, yeah. 2000, yeah. 2001. We were lifting every day, doing the cycle. Uh, we were doing Body for Life. We were drinking creatine after the workout, That's drinking right, the whey. Yeah, baby, we were, put the muscle milk in there, you know. And we were watching our food. We were eating the calories. We are eating clean chicken. And you'd be amazed at how ripped you get.
3: It's like Hans and Franz. No, it's 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 wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, was it? All, yeah, <laughs> I we we're talking about doing it again sometime. It it's a, it's a discipline, but but what I learned that you you are what you eat. So as you drink the right things, eat the right things, it would it would come through into your physique eventually. Right. I think what I would say now in training camp is I would probably go deeper back into. I didn't really make it a training camp rule, but I'll show this. The spiritual isometrics, I would probably say you are what you eat.
3: I love that picture. Yeah. Just, I, love I, that I picture. would
0: probably bring that into a full rule and and say surrender all and then you've got to get these things down. You know? And and you gotta do it while you love <laughs> Jesus and fear God. Right. So 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 but I would probably push harder on this because I think the sum of what you are is found in the ability to be a cheerful giver and tithing. To be in service, as you as you're in service in your church, you'll you get better at it. And I just think all these things—fasting, devotional, prayer life—you're reading the Word, uh, how you can take on worship, it, all that stuff. Will, will you are what you eat. So as you move from being a young Christian to a more mature Christian, what you've taken in will determine the character of the Christian you'll become.
2: Yeah, that's good. And yeah, I think I, I think agree. that's a very—you'd
0: yeah. be the host if I ever fall over; just,
3: just take over.
2: <laughs>
0: That's good. Anybody else got anything? That was very good. That's good. Yeah, at least we won't be hearing from JG Wentworth on that one. That's right. Yeah, he didn't name any other (laughs) sponsors. You had
4: to bring it up again. I know. I know.
0: Want my cash now? Yeah, but but no, I think that you you are what you eat. I think you are what you eat physically. You are what you eat spiritually. Yeah, because the physique and the spirit seem to have similar nurturing qualities, and I think you need to be on God's milk and then God's meat. I, I don't stay. I think too many Christians are just staying on the God's milk, yeah. but I think we need to get to pass the cereal and get on get on the meat. Uh, get the crits. Ezra, well, our, it our,
4: follows through with the church being the body. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's the same analogy. It's the same. Um, I don't know.
2: Oh, that's good, Donna. Yeah, that's
4: very yeah. good.
0: That's very good. Our Ezra was on mom's milk, and then she was on, uh, then she would be on those squirty things and all kinds of other little soft things, and and then now, man. You, you get you get a cheesy, you get one of those little cheesy things from Sonic, or you get a little chicken nugget. She's over there like, nugget, ch- cheesy. She's ready for some substance. So so if, if, if a one-plus-year-old is already ready for some substance, shouldn't we, as we grow into the kingdom and grow older, we get should deeper. be getting, go deeper, get more substance. Yeah. Yeah. She's not quite yet on beefsteak yet, but she's coming. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we need to be moving from mother's milk or father's milk, so to speak, here, uh, the parents milk to, uh, something a little more richer. Yeah. And I think that's part of the process of training camp too, is when, you know, when you go to training camp, you start off in shorts and then they add shoulder pads and helmets, then they put the pads on and then, then they run around those for a day. Then they start hitting them. Yeah. You know, and then, then you get the game simulation, then you get the game, then, you know,
4: you work your
0: way up in the contact level. I think we need to do the same thing in the church. Uh, but we need to have a, a, a planned method. I think those are very good points. Well, it's
4: like so Pastor Dan says, trust the process. It's, yeah, a, it's yeah, a trust process. the process. Trust the process. Uh, lean not on
0: your own understanding, all your ways to acknowledge God, and he'll guide your paths. Yeah. I, I really think so, too. This has been really good. I hope you go back. I hope you've enjoyed it. Go back to our training camp. I think you're that was brilliant. You are what you eat. I think comments there, Donna, fantastic Go back and listen through this again see where your deficit take a look at the spiritual isometrics see how you're doing at your dailies there if your dailies aren't all up to speed there get those up to speed it will strengthen your play as a believer and it will have it will actually make you a legitimate believer because i think most of those things are per core and for me they're just like we see up down deep squats those are physical training these things below are the spiritual version of those and it you know we need to have calisthenics in our spiritual development. And that'll make us stronger believers, stronger believers, you know, as we come together, become a stronger church. And and then it's on that rock that the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. So we'll be back with more episodes of on the dock, we're gonna be doing a lot more this year, uh, especially in our uh, what's what are we calling this building a stronger church series you'll see more of these more of the resistance and you'll see us move past training camp into the rise of the church shortly we're also going to be bringing in some other guests to talk to you about how that is happening in their churches in their lives in their ministries and their businesses and we look forward to having some special guests around the table it's been our on the doc team featured in this special the resistance training camp and we are excited so thank you Colt on your on your inaugural episode at the Cottonwood table.
3: Thank you for having me, it's been man. A blast.
0: You did great. You did great. And I have to tell you, uh, Donna back there has tore it up on yeah. the controller. That's right. Lucas just got bored and left. He just just said enough of this. I'm out of here. And uh, and he just left her in control. We hope there's actually an episode on tape. We'll find out. We think so. Don't cut it off yet. Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. (laughs) So join us at onthedoc.org. Info at onthedoc.org is our email. Mother Beth, thank you for being a lovely co-host today. Donna as well over there. Great job on the tech executive producer hybrid role she's at today. Uh, send her an email, thank her for producing today's episode and go to YouTube, Spotify, and iTunes and watch us get, get subscribed to those. And they'll tell you when we're putting out stuff, you can also check Google play, Facebook, Roku, rumble and Sermonet. Love to hear your social stuff. If you've got a training rule, why don't you go to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, telegram, get her, she can put a one third up there for that. Uh, not you go there and, and once you tell us what maybe you would add to training camp, maybe I'll update this maybe before the season's over, uh, we could do an updated. Training camp rules or an updated hard knocks rules when we get to the hard knocks rules or an updated mother church. We're going to talk about the mother church soon. If you've got some ideas, send them to us. We're not beyond doing a bonus show down the road and giving you uh, a, a, a what do you call that? A shout out for helping us with that. Hit subscribe, like, notify. And hey, guess what? You become a partner and you come in at the highest level, we'll let you come sit at the table with us. If you're a sponsor, we have several. Sh- we'll do shows about you. And uh, hey, uh, we'll build a show around you. You can come introduce the ruler yourself. But we'd love to have you here as well. Go to my Patreon, download that, find on the Doc with Pastor Joy, find out how to be a partner or a sponsor of the show. And we would love to have you. If you don't have a church home already, come on out to Community Faith Church. If you're in Southern Illinois, we'd love to have you Wednesdays, 6 30, Sundays, 10 o'clock. And. <laughs> fantastic. We'd love to have you. Go to coftv.com, check it out, our broadcast. You can kind of see what's going on here on those nights and get out here. If you're in another area, find a good gospel-preaching, Bible-believing church that's doing something for Jesus Christ. And if you can't find one, give us a call. We'll help you locate somebody, vet somebody out for you. So check that out. We'd love to have you at Community of Faith Church. Check it out, coftv.com. And uh, on behalf of Colt, good job, Colt. Thank you. Mother Beth and Donna and myself, We want going to tell you we love ha- having you with us. We hope you've enjoyed the resistance training camp. We're going to work together to build a stronger church, and we'll see you back in our next series real soon. Join us on the dock. Season three is going to be a great one. We'll see you soon. I'm Pastor Troy.